This is the Relatable Podcast with Dr. Siobhan, the place where wives are empowered to create happy and loving marriages without making over their husbands. If you are a wife looking to transform your marriage from the inside out, you've come to the right place. Get ready to hear relatable stories, practical advice, and empowering perspectives for how to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Now, let's get to the work of Relating Well. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan here. I am so excited to welcome you to this podcast episode We're going to be talking about competition matches in your marriage. Now, I'm sure when you got married, you never imagined that you would be in a competition match, right? Like the whole point was to unite with someone to join your life to your husband's life so that you could create one life together, operate as a team and be a seamless unit together. And somewhere along the way, that team spirit got lost. And you may now find yourself in a position where it feels like you are anything but a team, where you're doing things on your own, he's doing things on his own, and never the two of you meet. So I want to talk with you today about three extremely common competition matches that happen in marriage. Now, two of these matches are between you and your husband, and one of them is between you and yourself. I'll explain. Just stay with me. All right. So... Many of the women and couples that I coach and work with directly as my private clients have children, and many of them have small children. And for those of you who are shaking your head and raising your hand that that's you as well, you know that children require a lot of time, that their needs are endless, the demands are unending (laughs) and the stress that that often causes for you is relentless. It's constant. It's persistent. It is always there. When you think about your time, there is always something you should be, could be, or want to be doing just so you can catch up right? Like, never mind trying to plan ahead. You're just trying to keep your head above water. You're just trying to keep up with the demands of work, the demands of home, and find that there's nothing left over for yourself. And so the first competition that you are in with your husband is the competition of time. Who has more of it to them selves. Now, in most marriages, this looks a lot of different ways. It could be who has more time to spend doing work, right? You are an ambitious person. You have an important job. 
the tasks of your position are very long. And so because you want to do a good job, because much of your esteem and you know evaluation of yourself is tied to your performance and how you do at work, it's really important that you do a good job. Lots of people are depending on you to do a good job at work. And so you may be in competition with your husband for time because you need more time to accomplish your professional tasks and his schedule, his priorities, and his professional tasks are getting in the way. And so this happens a lot with busy professional couples where both of you are working and both of you you know, are in leadership positions, you have a lot of demands and requirements. And in some ways, the attending to the needs of your children and attending to the needs of your marriage just seem a little bit inconvenient because you have meetings, you have emails, you have things that have ticking deadlines. And so anything that conflicts with that, anything that competes with that is a problem. And so you and your husband have this sort of battle of, I need you home to take care of the kids so that I can do something else. I need you here so that I can take care of the things that I need to take care of. And so in those moments, your needs become the priority. And when he doesn't prioritize what you need from for him, from him, there's a problem. And so that is one of the competitions that creates so much frustration. And you feel like you're not getting what you need. He feels like he's not getting what he needs. And there you go. The other competition that often happens as it relates to time specifically is just time for yourself. I know even in my own marriage, there are moments where my husband is like taking a nap or he's sleeping in or he's running errands that are not essential And I will have the urge, (laughs) I will have the sensation in my body and the thought in, um, in my head, like, we do not have the luxury of being able to do that. We've got two small children, they are three years old and five years old, and they always need something. And so there's no time for you to be taking a nap, because I need you to like be cleaning the family room. Right Or there's no time for you to be taking a nap because I need you to watch the kids so that I can take a nap because I haven't had a nap in five years. I haven't slept in in five years. Every morning, I have to get up at the same time because someone needs to use the bathroom. Someone needs a breakfast. Someone needs to do something that I have to supervise. And you're laying in the bed. Right? I know you're shaking your head like, Dr. Siobhan, yep. Were you in my house this weekend? (laughs) Maybe I was. You never know. And so we have those competitions, right? We have the competition and it's frustrating and we want our husbands to be able to anticipate our needs and we want him to just wake up and be like, hey, baby, I'm giving you a break. 
why don't you go do what you need to do today? And I will hold it down with the kids. I'll make sure they're fed. I'll make sure they have a nap. I'll make sure they're decently dressed, right? Those are like the three things that most moms with small children really care the most about. Is the child presentable? Did they eat a healthy, balanced meal? And did they take a nap? Because when they don't get that nap, everyone else else suffers. So that's what is happening, right? You are in this competition match about time because your life is going a thousand miles a minute and you never have the time you need to do what you need to do. And so the recommendation I have for that is that you take the time you need. That unfortunately, many of you are experiencing unnecessary frustration and aggravation with your husband because you just have not asked for what you need. And the times you do ask for what you need occur in a moment where you have already kind of lost it. You go to him and say, hey, I need a break because you needed a break seven days ago and now you're so frustrated that your request for a break is actually an argument, right? There's a very big difference between saying, hey, I was wondering, you know, on Saturday, do you think you might be able to, um, you know, to just wake up with the kids? There's some things I want to do. Is that okay? right? That's one way of making the request. The other way, which is nine times out of 10, what you're doing is like, are you done now? Like, can you watch the kids? Would you mind watching the kids? Is it too much to ask of you to watch the kids? Right? You do it with an attitude. You do it with a little bit of resentment because it's happening in a moment where your need for some time for yourself or your need for the time to take care of your work is well past the nice request. And so what I want you to do is I want you even today to just look forward to the rest of your week and to think about where can you proactively carve out some time for yourself to take care of the things that you need to take care of. And then take it. Right? One of the things I think you probably find yourself a little aggravated by is that your husband takes the time he needs. He doesn't even consult you. He's just like, hey, I have to do this thing. Which means by default that you're the one left taking care of the kids, taking care of the house, or whatever else is left. And so I want you to approach it the same way that you are entitled to a break. You are entitled to the time you need to take care of yourself. And it is your obligation for everyone's benefit to take it. Everyone benefits when you have the time to pour into yourself, to reconnect with yourself, to give yourself some breathing room, to give yourself the time to do what you need to do. And so... I want you to win that competition by taking the time that you need and doing so graciously and doing so responsibly and doing so with love, right? Like this is a gift you are giving yourself that your husband and your children will benefit from. 
So be proactive. Don't do it in a moment where you're already pissed off and angry. Think about the rest of your week and design and carve out time for yourself. And have a backup plan, right? Because if you're depending on your husband to do it, and he has a history of having things come up in his life that prevent him from honoring his commitment to give you the time you need, then have a backup. I can't tell you how hard it is for us as women to sometimes trust our children in the care of someone else. And that's not to say you just drop your kids off with any old person. But if you don't have a reliable and trustworthy babysitter, that should be your number one priority right now as soon as you're done listening to this podcast. Find someone that you can depend on when your husband falls through. Because part of your aggravation is just not having what you need. And so I want you to fortify your resources, right? Get that babysitter, ask your friends, who do they use? Ask a friend even to watch your child, even if it's just for an hour. Right? So find the help you need to secure your time to yourself. The second competition that is underlying and always happening in the marriage is who is putting forth more effort in the relationship? Who's giving more? Who's working harder at growing and changing and shifting for the benefit of the relationship? Who is intentional about being nice? Who is intentional about spending time together? Who is intentional about expressing appreciation and giving compliments and doing all of the things that are the healthy practices and the things that couples should be doing? You have this unconscious scorecard of I'm doing more than he is to make this marriage work. And that scorecard is just not helpful because all it does is set you up for disappointment. All it does is set you up for looking at the ways that your husband continues to let you down and continues to fail. And then you point the finger at him for not doing what you think he should be doing, for not putting forth the amount of effort that you're putting forth. And I think what happens unconsciously in those scenarios is that you don't realize that by keeping score the way you are, you're actually diminishing what you're doing. You're keeping the focus off of the progress that you're making because it's the right progress you should be making. And you're making your effort contingent upon what he is doing. And that is never the way to approach it. And so instead... I want you to adopt the mindset of you give what you should to the relationship. That if you notice something is lacking or something is not what it should be in the relationship, that is a clear telltale sign that you are the one to attend to it. I think as women, God has gifted us with this unique ability to be so in tune and attuned to what our relationships need. You are the first to notice when something is off 
in your communication. You were the first to notice when something is off in your connection. You were the first to notice when you're not having meaningful conversation, when you're not making those intimate heart-to-heart connections. And that's for a reason because you are the one to take the lead in that area. Now, your husband, he's wired to protect. He's wired to provide. He's wired to provide safety and security in the relationship. You are wired to provide the nurturing. And if you could see that as you being the CEO of the feelings of the softer side of your relationship, then you would embrace the opportunity to give it. You would be happy to plan the date night. You would be happy to turn to your spouse and to connect with him when you feel the distance set in between the two of you. And so if anything, the only scorecard you need to be keeping is measuring yourself against the wife that you want to be. Are you loving your husband the way that you think he should be loved? Are you being the example of what love looks like in your marriage? Are you setting the tone? Are you creating the culture for what it is to be in a relationship with you? Right? You treat you teach people how to treat you by the way that you show up. And so I want you to really laser in and become so intentional about giving what you should give to this relationship and make your benchmark for what you should give, make it have nothing to do with what your husband is doing. So many times we're like, well, he doesn't deserve me to treat him this way. What does that even mean? And why is that an appropriate and helpful thing to ever think? Where does that type of thinking get you? Probably exactly where you are. And so something about it needs to change, right? I want you to just consciously examine your thought life and how you evaluate what you do. I think we've been so unfairly socialized in this world to only do for others what they are doing for us. But God got it right. And God told us from the beginning that we should do unto others what we would have and like for them to do unto us. And so you first, you take the lead. And then the third competition, this is the the competition that's happening between you and you. (laughs) Version A of you and version B of you. Version before, version after right? I used to love watching those makeover shows on TV, like the talk shows that have like the makeovers, you know, the woman would come in looking all frumpy and just not her best. And then she'd go to the hairstylist, the wardrobe stylist, the makeup artist, and then she'd come out looking like a million bucks. And I want you to consider that right now there is a competition going on inside of you. There is the not 
so great version of you that you are probably being right now, right? The one who's irritated, impatient, sort of negative, exhausted, fed up, frustrated, aggravated with your husband. And then there's the part of you that is just fabulous, where your life just could not get any better. You are feeling amazing. You are looking amazing. You are just like your dream and your husband's dream. He just like is giddy all over you. He can't think about you enough, talk to you enough, be around you enough. You are just like a magnet drawing him into you. You own his heart. He is like putty in your hand. I want you to think about that. Really, like, because the reality is you were that person at some point, right? He chose you out of everyone in the world to marry. And so there was something about you that magnetized him to you where he was like, you are the one for me. And right now what's happening is that you are in competition with those two versions of yourself. And that the version of you that is showing up now as the wife who's, who's trying, right? I'm not going to take that away from you because you're listening to this podcast. So obviously you are trying to do and be better. And I want to applaud you for that. I don't say that enough, but I really want to applaud you for even pressing play, for even dedicating your time and attention to receive what I have for you. And I want to acknowledge that because it is also your compass point to let you know that like a better you is actually out there and that you week by week are just taking the steps to become her. And in between listening to this podcast episodes, I want you to just remain conscious to that fact, right? Because right now the competition is like the part of you that's like, No, but I'm justified in feeling this way. Like he did the wrong thing. He said the wrong thing. He hurt my feelings. He made me mad. So I'm justified in responding this way. I'm justified in how I feel. I'm justified in my actions towards him. And on the flip side, there's the part of you that's like, yeah, but you could let it go. You could see it differently. You could choose to not act out of negative emotion but really just show up as the person that you want to be and the person that makes you proud. That is totally available to you. And so in order to win this competition of identity, because that's what it is, it's a competition of identity with the old you versus the new you that God is calling you to become. I believe that marriage is our lifelong school. It's our lifelong university for becoming all that God created us to be. That your husband is sparking all the lessons that you need to learn. And so the way to win that competition is to become the person that you were created to be and to become the person that you want to be. One of my favorite exercises to do with my private clients is to have them create a marriage mission statement. And I give them 
all the directions and all the things to think about. But I want you to just think about that too. If you had to just summarize quickly, how would you describe the type of woman, the type of wife, the type of mother that you want to be? And how close are you to being her right now? And the fact that you can even conceptualize her, the fact that you could even articulate what some of those qualities are is just a signal that she exists somewhere in your future. And all you have to do is just walk the path day by day, decision by decision, moment by moment to becoming her. She needs to be like your lighthouse where you're like, wait a minute, what would she do in this situation? What would she say? How would she respond? How would she act? What would she be thinking? You tuck her in your pocket and carry her with you everywhere you go. And you'd listen to her because she's always telling you the right thing to think, the right thing to say, the right thing to do. And so let her win, like consciously choose to let her win because she's always leading with love and love is always better. It's the best thing. Like love is literally the best thing. And so much of the time we block it because we're all in our feelings We feel like we're so justified and we're so right in our position or we've been hurt and so it feels like the only thing we could possibly do is to withdraw. But what if you're wrong, right? Like what if none of that is actually the way? What if none of that is actually the right answer? Are you willing to try something different to create a different experience in your marriage? The choice is yours. So again, you can end these competition matches right now by choosing to take what you need and end the competition you have with your husband about time. You can give what you should and put down your scorecard over who's putting forth more of an effort than the other person. And you can win the identity match by becoming the person that you want to be and who God created you to be in the first place. So there you have it. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you'll really take this to heart, that you'll get what you need, that you'll give what you should, and that you will become who you want to be. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll be back with you next week for an all-new episode. Have a great, great week. Bye for now. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. Now, I'd love to connect with you more. Join me in my private group on Facebook, The Empowered Wives Society, or sign up for my weekly newsletter at berelatable.com. There you'll find additional resources to help you create the happy and loving marriage you desire. And of course, I can't wait to meet you right back here for the next episode. Until then, make your marriage amazing.